BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Kool-Aid drinkers! We are back, baby! We are back. It is August 21st, and we are here to talk about preseason game two and what that means to the roster and things of that nature and any other small things you like to cover, like a certain high school U of D graduate, right? Connor, I can sign by That's right. Uh, you, you can Scott Nelson, us, legend. You give us the insights a little bit in a moment. But uh, regardless, the Lions coming off... Uh, not a great uh, game, 25-7 to seven in the Week 2 preseason game, but they did it all for UJ because they lost in convincing fashion. They wanted to leave Thank no you. doubt on the field, UJ, that Thank they were going to lose that Thank game. Thank you, Lions. Handily. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, we uh, should, should introduce it. the crew, you know? I am. I am. What? Sorry. <laughs> I want to get into that. But it's to- the Lions lose 25-7, to seven, but we've- let's get into all that. But in a moment, uh, I am going to introduce the Bukule crew that is here, which is everybody. So I got, I'm Big Z. Let's Ooh. get to the rest. We got UJ. Hey, everybody. Connor. Yo. Bob. Hello, hello. And Rud Dog. Yo. So the Lions come out. They throw for 96 yards or 80. Yeah. 96 yards in this game. Uh, I'm sorry. Wait, 114 yards. The ESPN math is not adding up correct because Sudfeld threw for 80 and Bridgewater threw for 34. What do you guys think about Teddy Bridgewater first experience? Good it's signing. Awful, Five for 11 in the preseason. Awful. Should we, should we get rid of him? Pretty rough. Get rid of him. Yeah. Got him now. Got him. <laughs> Total backup <laughs> yeah. O-line and he's been there, what, like four days? Uh, yeah. He's yeah. fine. He's good. <laughs> well, uh, let's just jump right into it. Uh, was there anything that stood out to you in this game? And I'm going to start with uh, Bob. Anything that stuck, stood out to you in the second preseason game here? Uh, no, not really. I, <laughs> I I didn't watch the whole game either. I got to admit. So uh, it maybe maybe passes deeper dive on this thing. All right. How about you, UJ? All right. Uh, the one thing I noticed, I think that stood. I mean, aside from individual play of certain players. The lack of depth on our O-line 
is slightly mm-hmm. concerning because after Glasgow and Sorsdal, besides the front starting five, we got nobody. They're terrible. They're awful. Uh, and I don't think any of their jobs are safe at all. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to be scouring the waiver wire looking for somebody with some experience uh, that they can. They, they, no one, no one stood out in that game on, on that O line. It was terrible. Yes. So that's the one concerning thing to me. So if, if we have injuries during the year, uh, the lack of depth could come back and hit us. Uh, yeah. It's slightly concerning to me. That stood out to me. I will say, I, I don't think many teams have great O-line depth beyond their starting nope. five in the NFL. It's very, um, very so, like, it's a concern, but also kind of run-of-the-mill. You kind of just need your O-line to stay healthy. Um, I don't know if this is a problem unique to us. I'm not saying it's unique, but uh, if, if you're looking for chinks in the armor there, uh, that could be one of them long term. Totally. Granted, I, if we stay healthy, it's not an issue. <laughs> and I hope so we do. Far, so good. Believe me. So far, so good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, really, it's just tackle is the position in question, it seems. Like you said, we got Glasgow. We got Sorsdal. We got a couple We got a couple guys you can plug in the middle that we feel okay about. But we don't you guys really sound like Sorsdal's a sure thing in the middle. I wouldn't. I'm not saying he's sure thing, but I'm just saying we have nothing at tackle behind our starting two. Like that's the that's the position we're clearly the weakest. I'd say all indications are that Sorsdal is doing okay, a pretty good job, and (laughs) and I I don't think there's any doubt he's making this team. No, I don't. I I wouldn't say that either, for sure. Um, Because so you have our starting five, and then you have Sorsdal, Hermaine Ilfadi, and then Matt Nelson. I guess Uh, maybe Matt Nelson makes the roster, but then gets cut shortly after practice squad in case of an emergency type guy because he knows the offense really well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, they, know, they know him. Yeah, they've, they've worked with him enough like, last year or two. I mean, so they know what he can give them during right. the season. So, yeah. Yeah, that's true. But, yes, I agree. Is it is it fair to grade these quarterbacks in the preseason, like Sudfeld, for instance, when he's playing with uh, – you know, a, a very porous offensive line performance like we saw in this game. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like not overall, but you can always look at individual plays and see. Yeah. Like, he was not connecting with JMO even when he had time. And I think that's concerning. And then the two-minute drill, uh, he threw a just a, like a punt, a punt basically over the middle of the field to set up the Jaguars for a late score near the end of the first half. Uh, that was yeah. early, too. And so it's, it's yeah. not looking good for Sudfeld. Um, I'm surprised guys, still on the roster. Guys, don't you guys think that the the real reps come in those joint practices more than these than these? Pre-season? Yeah, I, I think no. you, yeah. they do. But that's also why Jared Goff <laughs> takes most of those reps too. <laughs> so yeah, I think that's where they're going to be judging this stuff, this stuff more. I mean, I mean, some of the guys. I mean, some of the guys reps. They were hoping to get JMO out there, but yeah, I wouldn't read too much in all these. It's hard. Uh, I mean, every year oh, people yes. who aren't yeah. sure thing. You Every year them? you hear people thinking about banning the preseason. Like it's just hard to get yeah. any real gauge off these guys. Right. My opinion. But I think it's a since they get the, rid the of one of the guy on the roster to prove themselves. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Though, like yeah, Red Dog. Yeah. It's it's a chance for guys like Chase Coda, for like like uh you know even Julian Okwara like to get out there and show what it's like what they can handle when the lights are on and stuff. No, it's not or Zach about Zettner. seeing where your team is. It's not about seeing where your team is currently at. This is about deep evaluation. So yeah, I get why it's not the most entertaining thing for fans. But like, if you if you're paying attention to this roster, you know you're kind of paying attention to the stories. 
there's a lot going on during these games and guys are winning and losing roster spots. So, I mean, I know it's not the most enjoyable thing, but there is a lot of important things going on in these preseason games. Bob. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, uh, well, I lost my train of thought there, but I was just thinking that since they got rid of that last, uh, preseason game game, I mean, they went from three that those joint practices are even more important, I guess, sure. to what the, the teams are evaluating. Oh, yeah and that you know i mean the preseason's fun it's something to talk about but i don't know i don't know how much you really get out of that well remember zach zedner the preseason uh russian yeah. leader <laughs> right uh, tim yeah. toon tim Zach. toon was a, tim toon. a legend <laughs> mr Ralgrate preseason then he was done i remember we were at that preseason game and we were going toon every time he made the slightest <laughs> bit of a play yeah, yeah that was amazing <laughs> My favorite preseason memory. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, do you guys do you guys think Sudfeld makes the roster? Yes. Yeah. Emergency quarterback. Yes, you can. Do, you, yeah. That's the that's the interesting think, part is is if he would be the emergency quarterback or not. I would imagine they let him get cut and try to make it another team. But I think they're getting three quarterbacks on the roster: Goff, Bridgewater, and Sudfeld. That's my. Oh, you, mm. so you do think Sudfeld stays? Yeah, I do personally, but I know I'm alone in that. I just said I agree. I don't think they want him to play at all. Period. No matter the circumstance. Yeah, I don't think that, Hooker's this year. That's no. And the communication, no. from there. Sudfeld's gonna get his ring, get his ring on the bench, and then hand it off to Hooker next year. <laughs> Good scenario. I like that. <laughs> what do we think about uh, Jack Campbell in this game? He seven tackles in this game. Uh, played Stud. a lot of snaps again. Uh, I mean, do we think he starts game one, or do we think Derek Barnes says that right now? Mm. That's right, the question, man. It seems That's to be trending to, to Barnes being the starter to at least start this season. I think they're giving Barnes the shot, but the moment he messes up, Jack Campbell's going to be there. I don't, but I think yeah. Barnes starts week one. No, um, I don't know. I think Campbell. I'm not 100 sure. Like, At this point, I don't know. I feel like they're giving him a lot of reps right now, just because they want him to just get more exposure to everything, because they know what he's capable of. I think he's more like. I mean. Barnes, if he wins it, I think that's awesome for him, but I think Campbell's got this. I think he's going to come. He's got just too much going upside wise. And I think that having that having Campbell there is Barnes' game, you know, because he's got to fight for the spot now. So yeah, we're going to need the yeah. we're going to need the depth. So everyone's going to get the friends going to get to play, but it, no matter if he starts that first game, I can I see know. him rolling a four three setup on the first play or something like that, where Barnes <laughs> and Campbell start next to each other with Anzalone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, starting, you know, isn't that big a deal if you ask me. I mean, like when you're in college or high school, if you were the starter, you were the starter, you know. But now, just the way they shuffle guys in and out, it doesn't mean you're. You could start the game and you might not play as much as the other guys. So it, you know, it's all just a. I don't know. Right, especially as a rookie. It, um, there's no need to. You know, throw him to the wolves immediately. No. Um, especially at that position, if you know who else? a lot of. I think Jack Campbell would take catch the wolves and eat them. Threw them out there. Yeah. So, All right. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, can I point out one other guy though? Since we're on that subject of the linebackers, uh, Rodrigo's a fucking stud. Yeah, dude. Rodrigo's a stud. That guy is so good. When him and Campbell were on the field together, they were making some awesome plays, man. 
And Rodrigo just takes on Lyman like, man, he's incredible. Yeah. He's like a human missile, you know? And then the subject came out. I, I like to read a lot of comments from uh, different websites and stuff with, with the fans. And uh, one of the things I've been kind of, I see kind of trending a little bit. Let, let's uh, let come in to go use Rodrigo at situational fullback situations because he'd be a terror, man. You, you send him through the line blocking. I could see that. Good Lord. He would, destroy, awesome. he would destroy some people. <laughs> I just like that idea. Yep. It might be slightly insulting to the fullback position that you just think a linebacker can just go do it, but maybe <laughs> maybe he's uniquely talented for it. You know. see the way he attacks linemen? And he's yeah, not yeah, a cannonball. huge guy, but he's, no, he's not just a big guy at all. Attacks him viciously. I mean, like viciously how attacks the leverage, him. Every bit of his skill set. Like, you see that wrestler in him. You see, like, like he's always over his center of gravity. Like, he's so damn strong, and he knows how to make up for his disadvantages. He just shoots into the guts of these giants. <laughs> like, they just can't handle it. Freaking I just awesome. had to bring that up because no one seems to be talking about him. And, uh, and everything I've seen in the preseason, he's just looking really good. So, well, we don't have Barton around this year. I haven't watched the. Did you guys watch stuff too much? I, you don't watch it. It's like just like Hard Knocks. It's awesome. Yeah, it's like a mini Hard Knocks. The last one. I understand. I just haven't, yeah, I haven't I seen haven't the last time one. with a new little guy to, <laughs> to bust my time. Prioritize, <laughs> Z. Come on, lions <laughs> over babies. Uh, <laughs> um. Yeah, instead of putting a bluey on, put it on the, on the Lions videos, you know, for the for the baby. Yeah. <laughs> so here's an interesting development that came out of this game, possibly. At least, you know, I, I kind of look around uh, the reporters and such who they think will make the roster, and there's been a lot of talk about Dylan Drummond lately, but uh, at least according to Kyle Menke of him live, he thinks Dylan Drummond gets cut, Antoine Green gets cut, Maurice Alexander, Trinity Benson, Jason Moore, Avery Davis, but Chase Coda stays in the receiver room. At least until JMO comes back. Uh, and Denzel Mims, that did not last. <laughs> no. He came and uh. his, he left us as soon as he came, basically. Uh, which is disappointing. I, I, I thought, I, I don't know what's going on with him. Because he, he was a great college receiver. Um, but it surprised me. He can't stay. Well, he's banged up, right? Like, he got hurt. Yeah, he got hurt. But the... Yeah, but he, he wasn't hurt with the he Jets yeah. most of the time. And didn't stick around there. So I'm not like it would take more than just getting hurt. Like he must have not shown anything when he was healthy to warrant getting cut. Well, I think Coda, Coda over Drummond on the roster. Yeah, like do, do we have a preference? Drummond. Do we have a preference over one of the two? Coda, I'm I'm leaning Coda. I think he's got the Look. sure hands and he's got the size and speed right. that that Drummond just doesn't. Yeah, yeah. I like Coda's been great in the preseason. I don't know. Drummond's Andy, got experience. So he showed uh wait, Drummond has experience? What do you mean? Well, no, I guess, yeah, I guess. They're both All rookies, right? right? Yeah. Yes. yeah. Okay. Right. I was just I was like, I That's thought true. I would uh, but, Yeah, uh, no, no, you're right. Uh Coda had that really nice punt return too, which was not his like typical skill set. They're asking him to show what he can do in other arenas. And they're really kicking the tires on this guy, and I think he's answering every challenge they're throwing his way. And that size, I think I seen like Jordy Nelson comps. Like he, I mean, he's big and fast, and that's hard to teach. Yeah, yeah you can't. And I, and I, I saw a theory out there too, where uh, let's just say we release both those guys and hope to get them back on the practice squad. 
who's the most likely if we release Drummond and Coda, who's the least likely to get picked up on the waiver wire there? Yeah, I would, I would agree. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So just from that reasoning alone, you, you let that go and keep Code on the roster and put and let Drummond go to the practice squad, which I'm sure they want to do. I like they like the kid a lot. So uh yeah. I, I see that as the better option personally. Yeah, I mean I do too. And then like Antoine Green could probably even make the practice squad now because I don't think he showed much of anything this camp, which is just fine for where we drafted him. Well, hopefully we can hold on to him and he can develop a little bit for next year. Yeah, Coda just has but, slightly uh, better traits over Drummond uh, as far as you significantly know, pro- projection, that projection. Uh, you know, go, go, looking forward, like like, like UJ said, I, I like that a lot. UJ, if you cut a guy who's more likely to get picked up, it's Coda for sure. Yeah, you know, and it's not like you know he was undrafted, but they paid him a big chunk of money as an undrafted free agent. They paid him, I think, eighty thousand dollars, and which is a lot of money for an undrafted free agent. Uh, so. He basically is a late round draft pick, more or less. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and he's showing it. Sure, he's showing it in the season. Like, uh, uh, Drummond has dropped passes in preseason, whereas Coda has stepped up and made plays left and right. He's like a built like a tight end almost, but with a little leaner and faster. Like, I, I think he could be an absolute nightmare at the back end of our receiving depth. Yeah, this could be one of those uh, uh, Holmes. Uh, jewels that he finds you know <laughs> yeah so yeah, yeah. It's, it, it could be so we'll see i mean obviously it's early but uh he has shown a lot of good signs so i i'm leaning that way definitely toward drumming i mean not nah, not drumming on uh, coda yeah coda. i would agree yeah, yeah. i would agree it's, at the very least a red zone target uh the lines don't have like a lot of i mean josh how tall is josh reynolds six two i, I would have I think six, he's six two Six three. Reynolds is six three. Either way, it gives them another red zone target on like a fade route or some of that nature um, that they need. So our tallest weapon is six three. I don't think we have anyone we'll, taller than that. We'll go to six four. Yeah. Oh no, uh, I guess Brock Wright is six five, but he's not yeah. the best vertical weapon. And actually, I'm glad you mentioned Brock Wright because that's what I want to go to next. Really briefly, is that I found it really interesting that Sam Laporta did not dress for this game, and Brock Wright took a lot of snaps along with James Mitchell. Uh, yeah, Daniel Hellman, Daryl Daniel. But I just found it interesting that they didn't dress Laporta. They had him in street clothes on the side, it is. healthy, while Brock Wright took snaps. Uh, so that just shows you that who they value, I think, a little more over the yeah. other. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think, I so. think so. I think Brock Wright <laughs> plays a super important role in this offense. So I, it it surprised me a little bit that he was out there too. Brock Wright might have not wanted to. He might have insisted. Who <laughs> knows? He seems kind of crazy. I don't know. Um, maybe he's like, I want to be out there. Who wants to stand on the sidelines, man? That right? sucks. All I hands. think that's just I think Laporte is. Gonna I play football for a tight end. We went over the record, but Dicka, Mike Dicka, has like pretty much a near impossible record to break as far as rookie tight end receiving and definitely touchdown record. Twelve touchdowns as a rookie tight end. Um, in the sixties, pretty nice, but uh. I really just love the makeup of that tight end room now. Honestly, between the, those three guys, like I feel like we're gonna be able to do so many different looks with those guys, and they all bring a, a slightly different skill set. And yeah. like, like, and they're not 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 one of them isn't somewhat dynamic. Like, even Brock Wright can break out on you for long games, but like, yeah, I don't uh, think Mitchell's gonna have some big game, some big games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, 
Very athletic. Yeah, no, very, he's definitely another sneaky receiving threat uh, for the Lions, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but a guy whose stock is down. Uh, we we discussed him last week a little, uh, and he he just he just hasn't shown anything yet. So if he Malafonu, yeah, continues just the kills not getting mm. the right spot. I I I don't know if he makes the roster. Uh, does anybody here? Yeah, plus, he has. Uh... He does. I don't think he will. Well, it's really hard too because Brady Breeze and Chase Coda. I'm loving that like family connection, so I'm kind of hoping Breeze can make the roster, and that just doesn't bode well for Iffy, and that's important. Breeze is a long <laughs> shot, though. Unfortunately, I, I long think shot. I was just kind of kidding, but I, I I did love that. Like I love how they, these family members kept winding up on our team. Now it's kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. But. Uh, but yeah, yeah, no, Iffy is definitely iffy to make this roster. Yeah, clever. Uh, well, that's the exact same line we used last <laughs> week over discussed them, so and it works, it works. Yeah, indeed. Um another roster bubble guy that seems to have played himself on to the roster is Stephen Gilmore's younger brother, Stephen Gilmore. Uh or Stefan Gilmore's younger brother, Stephen Gilmore. Uh, he, uh, everybody is projecting him to make the roster. He's had pretty good camp. Uh, played really well in this Jacksonville game, despite one forty-eight yard play that he gave up early on in the game. Um, but he's young. Uh, but I think they're really high in this guy, especially with the you know the family history with his brother being all pro. I think they might be willing yeah. to take a chance on a guy that also is producing. So, uh, but he. Thoughts on this guy, uh, Gilmore, making the the roster here? Yeah, he seems to have traits that they like. Uh, one of his is a very short memory. If he makes a mistake and he just comes right back fighting, he doesn't let things bother him. Uh, he seems to have that right demeanor, and he, he's shown it, too. I mean, he's willing and able. I mean, he just wants to go. He, he's got that desire. He, he definitely seems like one of those Campbell guys that we talk about so much. And uh, and he's showing it on the field too. So yeah, he's earning it. He's definitely earning the spot. Definitely. Hey, hey there's a reason pedigree. You know, people look at pedigree. It, it matters. It's not everything, but uh, that, like yeah. like you just said that that composure and stuff. Like that's often what comes when you're in a family of people who have performed at this level before. He has that unique, you know, background it's like, that makes him. It's like, like when we had uh, we had Gronk, we had Gronk, who was also a tight end. And I don't think he made it out of camp, though. Um, oh, that was, yeah, that I was... mean, it's not everything. <laughs> so, so. I uh, mean, it's also why the guy, some of these guys get a chance just because they have the, the bloodline. Uh, yeah, Lombardi. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> well, that's the coaching <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. aspect. But, uh, Great example there, yeah. Uh, any other players that we wanted to kind of highlight here uh, from the the second preseason game that stood out to you good or bad good or bad um i mean the leading we had 35 rushing yards 114 passing yards this was a really boring game to watch as a lion yeah um on a saturday afternoon um Craig Reynolds is definitely firmly in that three spot yeah i think so i think you're right if he didn't really do much like i don't know what to say about the running backs but <laughs> I mean, Julian Aquara. Uh, had a I think Julian mixed bag. Make, 
Yeah, we should talk about Julian for a second, though. Sure, let's talk about him again. Yeah, Bob, what are you saying? No, I was just going to say, I I think he makes the team because he's been like a question. A a lot of people, he's going to be the guy. If we lose in a car, it'll be him. But I think he makes it. What do you guys think? I'm uh, very iffy on that one. Uh, I think it'll come down to a numbers game. And if it does come down to a numbers game, I think he is the one who unfortunately gets cut. I do, too. Uh, so and that, the Pride, know, of De- Pride of Detroit and M Live also agree. You know, even in that last, even in the second game, he made a sack, and then I was watching, and uh, not too long after that, he just made an awful, awful play on a a sure tackle yeah, that he, he just just, just blew. Yeah, like, it was ugly, and uh, he's just it's his consistency, and I think that's what Cam and those guys have been harping on him for so long for the last two years. So that's what that that's what I think is going to cost them. I mean, he has obvious talent, and he flashes it, but not all the time. Yeah, I think a lot of people are. Some saying people that have they, talked about trying to trade him. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, the other guy they were talking about trading was James Houston, um, and yeah. he had a good, he had a pretty good game here um, from his side of things: six tackles, one sack. Um, and there was a lot of talk about maybe the Lions trading James Houston while his stock is no high. Nope, because they ain't happening. I feel like James Houston lot, definitely stays. But at least he's good yeah. at one thing. You know, it's good to be good at one. His thing performance none. last year already won in this year's chances. No, but he's showing. He's flashing this year too. I mean, he's making some yeah. good plays. So yeah, no, he's he's staying, man. This guy has got too much upside. He looks. He doesn't always look great, like in coverage, but he does have some great moments. Yeah, I, I guess it's wishful thinking on my Julian Aquara thing, but uh, he's on the bubble, but bubble, but I think yeah. he, who knows? Yeah, he might, he might, he might say bubble, but he might. I'm going to be mad if he makes it. If he makes it, I will no. not be upset. Neither will I. But, <laughs> yeah, I hope he makes it because I got like we got a little taste of the Aquara Bash brothers in that first preseason game when they're both getting sacks and stuff. That was awesome. Like, yeah. And, and he so does look the part. Like he looks like a, he could be an elite edge defender in this league if he can just string together that kind of play consistently. But you know, well, a, Julian Aquara, no tackles in this game, one quarterback hit. Uh, I thought he got a sack. Well, maybe it was a hit. hit. I thought it was a. I thought he maybe it was a hit. Yeah. Wait, three uh, sacks in this game. One was from Houston. Another from Kaminsky, and a half sack each for. Benito Jones and Josh Pascal. Okay. All right. Benito Jones still just getting after like that man is playing himself onto this roster. It's ridiculous. He, he is. Like like when you're that big and you're still getting to the quarterback, come on. Yeah, I, I'd rather have Benito Jones, I think, than Aquara. But then that brings in the question on Zarike. That's I mean, because like that's the <laughs> other person I feel like who's like right on the edge of this all. Like, I don't think he's as close to the edge as you're thinking he is. I well, think... I'm just trying to, like, where's the numbers? Like, how many D tackles and D ends do you think we take? Because, like, right now, we got McNeil, Bugs, uh, freaking Broderick Martin, uh, Benito Jones, and Levi Anzarike. Right. Like, and yeah. then that's like Kirsten Covington and whatnot. But, like, that's five if we keep the guys with the big name recognition and Benito Jones. And then what, like, DNs, we have too many. We have, like, six or seven we want to keep. I'm just not trying to figure out who's – there's guys at the edge of this that's hard to tell who it exactly Well, that's why it's going to be tough, man. We're going we're gonna to lose a good guy one way or the other. So, yeah, yeah. It's going to be hard. Omarike, 
and Jones and Jones the roster. I, mean, I think so too. Yeah, actually, um, I do there's too. Been, there's been some word out there that the like the Lions have been practicing a lot more five man fronts uh, in, during camp, which would require more interior D linemen, uh, which would warrant maybe yep. the extra roster spot for an mm, interior D lineman. Okay. So, and Anzarike has edge versatility and skill set. Um, right. And if it and doesn't work out with build- Anzarike, they can cut him. Right, and he's still building up to his, you know, full strength because, uh, you know, coming off the the back thing, he you never have a full right. off season, but yeah, he seems to be getting stronger game by game. So, you know, <laughs> they're not getting rid of him. Pascal back two second rounders. Now all of a sudden, Brad Holmes is look like that's the other little thing too. I, I feel like does that? Do you think that buys him a little bit more like leeway on this being a second round pick? Uh, that they want to see make this team. Uh, I don't know at this point. I mean, if it, ideally, if that, you shouldn't, right? Like theoretically, but I, the but these guys do look at what's out there and who's performing, and I think they do this more than most teams. They really, really, really look at the performance and not his draft status and all that other stuff. They, I agree, right? You know, so who's ever doing it? Who's doing the job, man? So, speaking of a guy doing the job, I'll tell you, Jack Fox is a star. <laughs> He's the MVP of this game. Yeah. Lions, so. yeah. You know, we might not use the muster in this un- upcoming season, maybe once or twice a game, maybe. I don't know. Maybe sometimes not at all. He's going to be, like, cooling off on the bench a lot, trying to keep warm, you know. <sighs> but yeah. but when we need him, though, the guy's awesome. He's amazing. Eight punts yeah. in this him game, UJ. And- you got plenty of work in. <laughs> Yeah, and and Scott Scott Daly has been snapping the hell out of the the hell out of the ball, snapping the shit out of it. Yeah, <laughs> unbelievable! What a snapper! Snapper, <laughs> <laughs> snapper. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's funny. It's not even funny. But anyway, no, either. Anyway, snapper. Anyway. <laughs> Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Um, so I want to bring up the Jameson Williams injury. Uh, he pulls up on a deep ball with the hamstring uh, and... Uh, he's out for the rest of the preseason. Then he's obviously has a six weeks and it's the Lions are not thrilled about it because now they've, cause it seems like it's gonna be a longer term injury than two weeks. Uh, so, and he can't work with the training staff while he is suspended. So they have to find like a third party to nurse him, you know, to rehab him basically before he comes back for week seven. <laughs> it's not That's a, kind of a crazy rule. Yeah. I can't that, even see the, 
the training yeah, staff. That's, that's kind of stupid. Stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Even like if, but maybe like see the training staff and like uh, zero contact. If he has any sort of contact, and then he uh, they could suspend him longer. I guess I don't know what the penalty is exactly. Uh, so they hmm. contacting. I just very can't seriously. wait for it to be over. So the Lions are basically like, just trying to uh, mitigate that situation. But I mean, do you think this hurts his development at all? Not being able to play in the final two weeks of the preseason. I mean, maybe a just, little bit. It's lost time. Maybe he'll. Yeah, but he, it's not that big a deal. He just needs to get healthy and get to week seven and so start playing some real football. Like yeah, I think yeah. everything, like all this overblown nonsense about his situation. Like, yeah, was I frustrated when like this whole thing, the suspension came down? Like, yeah, but like, like everyone has been mil or like everyone, but people have been milking this for everything it's worth and then some and like this kid is just trying to string together good days and like every little thing he does is micro analyzed and i'm just so tired of it so the fact that he's just kind of put on ice for now and we can stop talking about it until he comes back is almost like nice they should they should send him to Calvin Johnson's dispensary like Luke went to Dagobah, you know, and <laughs> and Calvin Johnson can train him and bring oh him my God. into the fold. Oh, uh, my and then week God. seven, he'll be ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I just pictured Calvin Johnson as like Yoda walking around a little cane. You yeah. must go to the Johnson system. <laughs> yeah. Find Megatron. Here. <laughs> <laughs> it would be an amazing story that's all i'm gonna say that would be an amazing story <laughs> that would be uh, uh, he literally okay. just needs to learn to catch oh, who's the in the bong <laughs> <laughs> hey uh oh jaybo over here <laughs> or he could just hit the jugs machine i don't know but the kelvin story yeah. sounds more fun yeah <laughs> it does <laughs> but do, or do not the, hit that with shit. uh I think uh, Bridgewater and Marvin Jones—they're going to set this guy right. This guy right, man. I, uh, as far as getting him up to speed, I think so. I think so. I mean, he's got some some good uh, some good uh, mentors out there, so I think he'll be good. I agree. I'm not yeah. worried about him. I just want him out there playing. Yeah, I think he's just. What do you guys? What do you guys think of? Well, said uh, we might have addressed this on the past pod, but uh, how? Um, He'll never have great hands. Great hands, like that's not his. You know, like, that was a weird comment. Jmo, <laughs> almost like maybe he was like calling him out a little bit, like jabbing him. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I mean, he's pretty honest in his interviews, like Dan Campbell. He's more uh, transparent yeah. than a lot of other NFL coaches. Uh, so, oh yeah, he's kind of calling like like so far, Jameson Williams hasn't shown elite catching ability like that of Amon Ross St. Brown, for instance. But I, I yeah, just but he's got other skills he that. Make him, you know, first rounder. So, right, super speed and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If he can like catch him, said, all, that'd be amazing. Like his floor is like Deshaun Jackson, like that inconsistent home run throw. Yeah, like or like uh, what's his name from the Notre Dame who played for the Texans? Uh, like just speedsters who never quite became great receivers, but hey, they're dangerous as hell. And. uh you know, if that's all he becomes, I'm on rock and stuck up all the rest of the yardage. We're good. <laughs> Just be that deadly weapon. I, he could still become a very capable catcher, even if he's not a Monra level with the hands. Yeah. Like he could yeah. become. His, yeah. 
he's by far the fastest receiver we have. Right. I, I think oh, that yeah. alone. I, I don't his think... speed alone will help Absolutely. free up other guys. Yeah, Brad. Well, I don't think Brad or Brad or Dan was saying he can't become an elite like hands receiver. I think he's just saying that's not why they drafted him. <laughs> like that's not yeah. what what he was like. That's not their main concern. Is that he becomes like that main like fight for every catch. Like they're expecting him to have plenty of uncontested catches because he's just so damn fast oh totally yeah i think you're right or screens in space oh yeah it's gonna be really exciting to see him get back uh, especially his impact in the playoffs i think it's gonna be huge uh playoffs yeah yeah what'd you guys think of ibrahim getting uh cut Ah, he did nothing to really impress me he didn't well, really. I was hoping he would coming in when they got him. I was kind yeah. of excited, but he didn't yeah. really do much. His yeah. they, got to, Minnesota. they got to add U of D legend Scott Nelson. So oh yeah, good talk about who's, and I who's think, what is oh, U of D Connor? Are we moving on from Ibrahim? U of D Jesuit, uh, my high school in uh, Detroit, Michigan. Uh, you know, class of twenty. I do not know him personally, but uh, class of. <laughs> 2017 UD, uh, four year starter, really solid. Uh, had a good career at Wisconsin, but uh, had a leg injury in 2019 that basically ended his season. Uh, he's kind of bounced around with the Seahawks and the Steelers a bit last year, like what well, didn't get drafted. Um, yeah, he seems like he could be a textbook practice squad guy, but you know, he's a UD guy, so I'm gonna give him my love and pray. Uh, he eventually makes the team this year. That'd be awesome. Can you sing hey, the UFD fight song? Yeah, you should sing that. Sing that. I'm I'm not gonna sing that right now, but uh <laughs> you know I do know it. Mm. Prove it. All right, guys the roster. He makes the <laughs> roster and gets a pick oh, at least on the pod. All right. Yeah. Whenever he gets called up to the uh, to the roster, I will sing the fight song. Okay. All right. Um, All, right. All it podcast. needs to be is a call up. He doesn't need to like make a play. He just needs to make the starting roster. How about if he makes hey. the practice squad? Yeah. <laughs> I think he is going to make the practice squad. So you're uh, singing then. Damn it. All right. Yep. Fine. If he makes the practice squad, I'll sing the song. All right. Hey, Connor, I, I, I still think uh, it has the edge though. We had Kenny Galladay, Ryan Donahue, and Pat O'Connor. Who, uh, they <laughs> That's true. Galladay might be the worst receiver in the league. Though, That's so true. Do you really want to claim him? <laughs> well, yes. Yeah, Stafford made the star, and then uh, Stafford didn't make him a lot. Then of he money. found out what life was like. <laughs> I'm not gonna say that U of D produces the talent that Rita does, but you know, we got our guys. I mean, you guys are still playing second fiddle to Mount Carmel, right? Like pretty much every season. All right. Well, uh, not well, every season. Yeah. All right. <laughs> anyway, I, don't, I don't have any of our listeners know what we're talking about. They know we're, talk, they know we're talking football. That's brother right yeah, that's that's right. Matters. A lot of our Michigan listeners will probably know what my high school is, but we'll yeah. see. Yeah. Well, hey, can I go off subject just, just for a second? Yeah. Uh, did anybody watch a Johnny Manziel special, man? I've heard good things about it, but no, I've not seen it's, it. It's 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 worth a watch. It's just so it's he, so interesting. <laughs> he never watched tape, right? Is that what they're saying? No, never watched tape. He just oh my God. He, he, when he was when got the Browns wow. drafted him, and uh, they you know they give him the iPad, you know, and he's and they can monitor his time that he spent on it. Spent zero 
1.0 minutes <laughs> reading. <laughs> None. Zero. <laughs> but, I knew he wasn't going to work out, but it wasn't even worse than well, I thought. Well, he was just a, you know. How do they not it's just like a, scout that? Yeah. Well, most teams did. The Browns didn't, obviously. But uh, <laughs> it's just it's just a very interesting story, nonetheless. If you get a chance to watch it, I say give it a watch, man. It's, it's football. I know he it's talked really about like spending five million dollars and trying to kill himself. I saw that. Uh, yeah, yeah. What? Up to it. That was crazy. No, the, the guy, the guy's, he was so messed up from fame and all that other stuff, and the big party animal. Just, just he gets. Just he a he tried to kill himself, but the gun clicked. clicked. Uh, yeah. Malfunction. Wow. Anyway, a little rich kid, yeah. speaker. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know how that relates to the Lions. It, it, there was a like a little tinge part of me that was think a JMO comparison. Like was he's gone for seven weeks or six weeks? Like what's he going to be doing? Don't man? put that evil. Are, on are we going to be seeing pictures of him in like Vegas with strippers and stuff like that? Or, or uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. They, not going to happen. Not going to. He JMO already said he's going to be just keeping his head down and training. JMO's fine. He's fine. He's, he's fine. fine. And strippers. Yeah. Well, that's a good time to wrap up this podcast. Yeah, um, I think so. Yeah, you know, it it's is. a week two of the preseason. There's one more preseason game. The Lions are on national TV actually on Friday, um, playing the Panthers. Um, that's in Carolina. I don't know if Bryce Young or anybody notable is really going to be playing in that one, but you know, there's not much on on a Friday night this time of year. Uh, might be a good time to tune in to watch the Lions. Uh, so check that out. Otherwise, I will be reacting to that with our final roster projections and then our uh, season pre- predictions. Uh, we don't need to get predictions, predictions for preseason game three. But um, no. Wait, you drive, but you were for them to win now? That's all I want to know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They can win now. They can oh. win all they want now. Oh, they want. I just need that one preseason loss. Okay. I'm sorry, but that's <laughs> the curse thing of 08. That's pretty weird. All right. I'll never forget it. It's still etched in my mind, and I can't let it go. <laughs> All right. Let it well, go, we... UJ. Let it go. Nope. Fine. I'll, I'll let it go. Why can't you? <laughs> you? Let it go. <laughs> let it go. All right. So okay. Instagram at drinking blue Kool-Aid. Twitter at slash X at drinking lions. Okay. X. Um, X going to give Sidelinereport.com. Thank you for hosting the podcast uh go check that out uh it's on the top right there you hit podcast although if you're listening to this you you found the podcast already <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um for those that you send it to that need to find it um anyways uh and thank you to our producer of course kid j Producing the podcast, always crushing it. He also uh, wanted to say that Jameson Williams needs Mr. Miyagi. So he, he must find that a funny, whimsical comment. Uh, <laughs> Jameson. So you do you, Kid J, our producer. Uh, Jameson. Jameson. Wax on, wax off. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, boy. Um, anyways, uh, so I think that's it. Uh, like I said, we'll be back early next week talking about the roster cuts and and previewing uh, the season and giving our season predictions, which I know in this group, I think I know how those will go. So thank you, everybody, for listening. We greatly appreciate it. And last but not least, as always, 
Go! Go! has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.